Chapter Four of Memoirs of the Author of A Vindication of the Rights of Woman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Memoirs of the Author of A Vindication of the Rights of Woman by William Godwin. Chapter Four, seventeen eighty five to seventeen eighty seven no doubt the voyage to lisbon tended considerably to enlarge the understanding of mary she was admitted into the best company the english factory afforded she made many profound observations on the character of the natives and the baleful effects of superstition the obsequies of fanny which it was necessary to perform by stealth and in darkness tended to invigorate these observations in her mind she sailed upon her voyage home about the twentieth of december on this occasion a circumstance occurred that deserves to be recorded while they were on their passage they fell in with a french vessel in great distress and in daily expectation of foundering at sea at the same time that it was almost destitute of provisions the frenchman hailed them and entreated the english captain in consideration of his melancholy situation to take him and his crew on board the englishman represented in reply that his stock of provisions was by no means adequate to such an additional number of mouths and absolutely refused compliance mary shocked at his apparent insensibility took up the cause of the sufferers and threatened the captain to have him called to a severe account when he arrived in england she finally prevailed and had the satisfaction to reflect that the persons in question possibly owed their lives to her interposition when she arrived in england she found that her old school had suffered considerably in her absence it can be little reproach to any one to say that they were found incapable of supplying her place she not only excelled in the management of the children but had also the talent of being attentive and obliging to the parents without degrading herself the period at which i am now arrived is important as conducting to the first step of her literary career mr hewlett had frequently mentioned literature to mary as a certain source of pecuniary produce and had urged her to make trial of the truth of his judgment at this time she was desirous of assisting the father and mother of fanny in an object they had in view the transporting themselves to ireland and as usual what she desired in a pecuniary view she was ready to take on herself to effect for this purpose she wrote a duodecimo pamphlet of one hundred and sixty pages entitled thoughts on the education of daughters mr hewlett obtained from the bookseller mr johnson in st paul's churchyard ten guineas for the copyright of this manuscript which she immediately applied to the object for the sake of which the pamphlet was written everything urged mary to put an end to the affair of the school she was dissatisfied with the different appearance it presented upon her return from the state in which she left it experience impressed upon her a rooted aversion to that sort of cohabitation with her sisters which the project of the school imposed cohabitation is a point of delicate experiment and is in a majority of instances pregnant with ill-humour and unhappiness the activity and ardent spirit of adventure which characterized mary were not felt in an equal degree by her sisters so that a disproportionate share of every burthen attendant upon the situation fell to her lot on the other hand they could scarcely perhaps be perfectly easy in observing the superior degree of deference and courtship 
which her merit extorted from almost every one that knew her her kindness for them was not diminished but she resolved that the mode of its exertion in future should be different tending to their benefit without entrenching upon her own liberty thus circumstanced a proposal was made her such as regarding only the situations through which she had lately passed is usually termed advantageous this was to accept the office of governess to the daughters of lord viscount kingsborough eldest son to the earl of kingston of the kingdom of ireland the terms held out to her were such as she determined to accept at the same time resolving to retain the situation only for a short time independence was the object after which she thirsted and she was fixed to try whether it might not be found in literary occupation she was desirous however first to accumulate a small sum of money which should enable her to consider at leisure the different literary engagements that might offer and provide in some degree for the eventual deficiency of her earliest attempts the situation in the family of lord kingsborough was offered to her through the medium of the rev mr pryor at that time one of the undermasters of eton school she spent some time at the house of this gentleman immediately after her giving up the school at newington green here she had an opportunity of making an accurate observation upon the manners and conduct of that celebrated seminary and the ideas she retained of it were by no means favourable by all that she saw she was confirmed in a very favourite opinion of hers in behalf of day schools where as she expressed it children have the opportunity of conversing with children without interfering with domestic affections the foundation of virtue though her residence in the family of lord kingsborough continued scarcely more than twelve months she left behind her with them and their connections a very advantageous impression the governesses the young ladies had hitherto had were only a species of upper servants controlled in everything by the mother mary insisted upon the unbounded exercise of her own discretion when the young ladies heard of their governess coming from england they heard in imagination of a new enemy and declared their resolution to guard themselves accordingly mary however speedily succeeded in gaining their confidence and the friendship that soon grew up between her and margaret king now countess mount cashel the eldest daughter was in an uncommon degree cordial and affectionate mary always spoke of this young lady in terms of the truest applause both in relation to the eminence of her intellectual powers and the ingenuous amiableness of her disposition lady kingsborough from the best motives had imposed upon her daughters a variety of prohibitions both as to the books they should read and in many other respects these prohibitions had their usual effects inordinate desire for the things forbidden and clandestine indulgence mary immediately restored the children to their liberty and undertook to govern them by their affections only the consequence was that their indulgences were moderate and they were uneasy under any indulgence that had not the sanction of their governess the salutary effects of the new system of education were speedily visible and lady kingsborough soon felt no other uneasiness than lest the children should love their governess better than their mother mary made many friends in ireland among the persons who visited lord kingsborough's house for she always appeared there with the air of an equal and not of a dependent i have heard her mention the ludicrous distress of a woman of quality whose name i have forgotten that in a large company singled out mary 
and entered into a long conversation with her after the conversation was over she inquired whom she had been talking with and found to her utter mortification and dismay that it was miss king's governess one of the persons among her irish acquaintance whom mary was accustomed to speak of with the highest respect was mr george ogle member of parliament for the county of wexford she held his talents in very high estimation she was strongly prepossessed in favour of the goodness of his heart and she always spoke of him as the most perfect gentleman she had ever known she felt the regret of a disappointed friend at the part he has lately taken in the politics of ireland lord kingsborough's family passed the summer of the year seventeen eighty seven at bristol hot wells and had formed the project of proceeding from thence to the continent a tour in which mary purposed to accompany them the plan however was ultimately given up and mary in consequence closed her connection with them earlier than she otherwise had purposed to do at bristol hot wells she composed a little book which bears the title of mary a fiction a considerable part of this story consists with certain modifications of the incidents of her own friendship with fanny all the events that do not relate to that subject are fictitious this little work if mary had never produced anything else would serve with persons of true taste and sensibility to establish the eminence of her genius the story is nothing he that looks into the book only for incident will probably lay it down with disgust but the feelings are of the truest and most exquisite class every circumstance is adorned with that species of imagination which enlists itself under the banners of delicacy and sentiment a work of sentiment as it is called is too often another name for a work of affectation he that should imagine that the sentiments of this book are affected would indeed be entitled to our profoundest commiseration End of chapter four